Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 865 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Denise. She is the parent of a child with type 1 diabetes. And for the life of me, I'm not certain what this episode is about. But it was fun. So that's all I can tell you for now. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you have type 1 diabetes or are the caregiver of someone with type 1 and you're a U.S. resident, you are perfect because you can take the survey at t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. This whole effort will take you fewer than 10 minutes and you're going to help type 1 research immensely. You're going to support the podcast and you're going to help yourself. You'll find out more at t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Go fill out that survey. Don't forget to finish it. Finishing the survey is important. T1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast has two sponsors. First sponsor, Omnipod 5. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Automated insulin delivery with your Dexcom G6. All in that little tubeless thingamadoo they call the Omnipod 5. You got to go get it. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. The next, the next, and the next. Don't forget. I'm sorry. I'm looking for a link. Here it is. The next sponsor of the podcast is US Med. Now, US Med is where we get Arden's Dexcom G7 and Omnipods from. You can too. They also have Libre 3, other pump. They got stuff. I'll tell you about it later in the show, usmed.com forward slash juice box to get your free benefits check, or you can call 888-721-1514. Get your diabetes supplies the way we do from US Med. So my name is Denise, and I have a son who is nine years old, and he was diagnosed about a year and eight months ago with type 1. At the time, he had an A1C of 16 and a blood sugar of 910, um, which is just mind-blowing to me still. Um, and the funny thing is that at the time, we saw a pediatrician the week prior for a well baby um, on the base, actually, and I had mentioned my concerns to him. And of course, he missed it, just like every other pediatrician, unfortunately, I don't want to give them a bad rap, but it seems like um, a lot of pediatricians don't seem to detect this early enough, and then kids end up in the ICU. So, what what were your concerns that you went to the doctor with? So he he was really thin, but he was also growing in height. Um, but we were concerned because it just seemed like too much, and we would be eating dinner and finish up the meal. And the minute we would like clean up the plates or whatever, he was in the pantry grabbing snacks. And I actually was getting mad at him because I was like, dude, we just ate. And if you were that hungry, you should have had like seconds of the meal and not 
plan to go binge in the cabinet, you know? So I was like getting really mad at him, you know, and I feel terrible still thinking about that, you know, little did I know he was like wasting away. Um, But at the time I thought it was a growth spurt, like every other parent. And obviously now when you look back on those pictures during that time frame, he was like Somalian style. Like I could see all his ribs. It was, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. So yeah. But so you saw it a little then you just didn't see it for what it was. I feel like when you live with somebody, you don't, yeah, you don't see it to the degree that it actually is. Like you said, um, I knew he was thinner, but I also knew he was growing. And so I was like, well, he's stretching out. So that's probably why he looks thinner and, you know, he grew in height. So I expect here soon, he will also put on some weight, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it makes sense. How long do you think that was going on for? I mean, with an A1C like that, I would guess a good chunk of time. Um, I can tell you this. I knew something was wrong. Um, my husband and I both did. We were both concerned about his weight. Um, but it was also during the time of homeschooling. And so we also were nervous about his emotional like outbursts. Um, but we attributed it to... Um, you know, learning from home and his, his, (laughs) he didn't really like it at all. So, um, but he would just sit there and cry about having to do homework and stuff. And we would get really frustrated because nobody liked it, but we expected he would do the work and kind of suck it up a little bit more, you know? Uh, But he would just like sit there and pout and cry and whatever. And we would get frustrated because we needed him to do what he needed to do for school because we had no alternative, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew he was more emotional. We knew he was super thin. We knew he was eating a lot. And that was pretty much it. And when I took him to the pediatrician, I told him he was really thin and we were concerned, but that he had also grown in height. And he, he never even lifted up his shirt to see like and do a thorough assessment so at the time I just took his word for it and I was like okay pediatrician says it's a growth spurt we're good um but when I got home I still was worried about it and so I was you know investigating things but um the thing that really clued me into the fact that it was type one was that we so we were getting ready to move to Virginia because we're military and my husband needed to do training for us to move to Slovakia so before we moved from Vegas, I was like, I'm going to get everybody set up with all their health appointments. That way, when we get to Virginia, we're up to date. So we went to the pediatrician. And then shortly thereafter, we had eye doctor appointments for all three of the kids. We lived in Vegas. Of course, it was really hot. Um, But on the way to the eye doctor, my son was like, mom, I'm so thirsty. Do you have water? And I was like, no, I actually forgot a water bottle you guys today unfortunately which I never did you know Mm -hmm. and he was like oh I'm so thirsty and I'm like Ben uh, I have no water bottle I'm gonna need you to kind of suck it up a little you know Um, and so we drove to the eye doctor and we were waiting my son's appointment was like the second one so my daughter was like in the chair with the optometrist or whatever and he was like mom I'm so thirsty like can you ask them if they have a water fountain or anything. So I'm like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Cause I'm like embarrassed about the urgency of this. Um, cause we weren't going to be out long. I was like, you could be fine. It's not really that big of an issue. Right. We made it longer without water, you know? Um, so I asked them, I said, do you guys have a water fountain or anything? And they said, no. And they gave me, you no, know, your standard plastic bottle of water. And he 
slurp that whole thing down in like one breath, um, one gulp. And so I was like, wow, you were really thirsty and I apologized. And so then everybody, you know, had their eye doctor appointment. And I was like, you know, while we're all in the car together, we should just go get breakfast. Cause it was like, you know, it was like the middle of coronavirus, but we had been locked up for so long. I was like, let's just go get some breakfast. It was like the first time we had gone out in months, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So we sat down to breakfast and, you know, the kids all had those standard sized OJ cups, you know, like diner style. And he, again, drank that in like one gulp. And then the girls, my daughters still had some orange juice left and he asked for theirs at the end of the meal and gulped those down. And so then this is after the pediatrician appointment where I was told nothing was wrong. So, you know, the whole time I was freaked out about this, trying to figure things out. But I do have a nursing background. I'm an RN and I also have an occupational therapy license. So I had some medical knowledge (laughs) and I knew things were wrong. Um, But of course you live with someone and you're like, oh, he's fine. But I know something's a little off. So um, at that point in time, I started getting into his medical records, you know, because the base, you can access all of the electronic medical records. So I went through all that. And the funny thing was at Nellis Air Force Base, they were um, switching from one database to another. So it was like TRICARE Online switched over to MHS Genesis, which I know no one cares about, but they were like literally, literally right in the transition of the two. And so what I think happened was that the provider didn't actually look at the growth charts because when I went in there, I noticed he was gaining in height, but losing weight, which is not the normal trajectory of a, you know, kiddo. That is not what's supposed to happen. They're supposed to gain weight and increase in height. So that to me, I was like, oh my gosh, something is seriously wrong. And then um, I put two and two together and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go out and get a glucometer because these seem like symptoms of type one. So I told my son and my husband, I said, I'm going to Walgreens. I'm going to get a glucometer. It's just a little test. It was a weekend and we live 45 minutes from the base so that I could get my master's out there in Vegas. Um, I didn't want to drive all the way to the base because I was like, if this is nothing, I'm wasting all of our time and I'm going to feel like the biggest idiot. So I'll just take matters into my own hands, spend the 20 bucks, and then I'll have peace of mind as we go through this weekend. So I did that. And I took my own blood sugar first so I could show my kid what it was about and that he'd be okay. And then I took his, and of course it read high, which I think is already 600 plus. Um, So I said to Ben, I said, hey, I'm gonna need you to go pack your stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to the hospital and we're probably gonna be there for a little bit. And I tried to explain in a kid-friendly way like what diabetes was and how I was 99.99% positive that was what was going on. And of course he was like super angry with me because as a seven-year-old, you're like, it's your fault. You picked up on it. Like if you hadn't figured this out, I wouldn't have ever had this disease. You know, that was kind of the approach he was taking with me, just crying and screaming like the whole way to the hospital, which made me feel like the biggest piece of crap, you know? Well, But But I knew it wasn't my fault, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me jump in for a second. So, I mean, you alluded earlier, but didn't really like follow up on it. Like he was having a lot of outbursts and having a lot of trouble with his, with his composure too. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And and so you thought that was because like everybody was like, oh, we're going to lock these kids up and make them learn online. It's going to make them crazy. And you were like, oh, it's happening to my kid. Great. That's what you thought, right? Exactly. Yeah. All right. And so, um, I mean, God, a 60. So seriously, I asked you this earlier and you said a big chunk of time, but, but think on this again, how many weeks or months do you, can you look back and see the skinniness or whatever? Like how long do you think it's possible this was happening for? God, I don't even know. There's Probably no way like, to know. I mean, an A1C measures the blood glucose over the last three months. So I don't know. Probably like, I don't know, six to eight months prior, maybe. I don't even know. You think it was okay. Um, well, what about the outburst stuff? How long was that going on for before diagnosis? Pretty much since the beginning of the kids learning from home. So how, um, how much time is that? Man. It was probably like four months or so by that point. Okay. All right. I just wanted to try to put some sort of a reference. I know. Point on it. Okay. I appreciate it. I know you're, it's, I know I'm, I'm Rack saying. in my brain. Yeah. Basically what I'm <laughs> saying to you is, hey, Denise, how long were you not noticing that your kid was dying? I for? know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But, that's, but the funny thing is, well, go ahead. Ask no, I was just going to say that. I don't want to go too fast. No, no, no. That's not the point. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm obviously not saying that. I just wanted to, to apply some context to it because an A1C of 16 is huge. So when they get him in there, um, mm-hmm. it, what's the process and how long does it take them to start bringing his blood sugar down? So I show up and I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, no one was in the pediatric ER at the time, which was awesome. Um, but I was like, hey, I'm a nurse. I bought a glucometer. I checked his blood sugar. It read high. Um, I know that he has type one diabetes Mm -hmm. (laughs) or at least diabetes at the time, you know, but he's thin and we have a healthy lifestyle. So I assumed it was type one. Um, so anyway, and they took him back right away and then they were really surprised that he was doing so well with the blood sugar and A1C so high. He's a little closer, a little closer to the microphone, if you would. Okay. Better. Yep. Okay. So they were super surprised that he was functioning so well with such a high blood sugar and A1C because most individuals with these same numbers are typically like in a coma or in the ICU at least, you know? Um, so at that point in time, they were telling me, I was like, it's type one, right? I'm assuming. Cause in your head, you're, I know this is wrong, but in my head, I was like, well, we eat well and we're not, people and I know that's really wrong but that was like what I thought at the time because you know my dad had type 2 he didn't take care of himself he ended up dying really young Um, and so I know the trajectory of a lot of people with type 2 in general I've seen the complications associated I know that a lot of the people that do have type 2 tend to not actually manage their blood sugar appropriately and and then they end up with tons of complications. So in my head, I was like, it's not type two. Like, tell me it's not type two. So type, I want to know that type two you didn't seemed, do anything wrong. Yeah. So type two seemed worse to you. Yes. Okay. And I know that's wrong. It was just like as a parent. And unfortunately, I tend to be a perfectionist in a lot of ways. I needed to know as a parent that I wasn't the reason that I screwed my kid up. This was what I told myself in my head, you know? And I don't mean to offend anybody that has type two, but this is like what I processed at the time. You know? No, I appreciate you being honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it be, because it's just, I don't know, 
it's just, it's uh it's such a human thing, right? You know, like even in the middle of that situation where you're like, there's something really wrong with my kid. There's still a mm-hmm. portion of your brain that's thinking like, you did, don't worry, you didn't do it. It's okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, you, exactly. You still have yeah. a cheerleader I, in there. What's that? I said you have a cheerleader inside there that's trying to yeah. trying to help you not like fall apart basically right exactly yeah I needed to know it wasn't my fault too you know like I feel like with type two I know kiddos get it but I do also know that um it's a lot of times related to the types of foods they're eating and and their sedentary behaviors you know um and I just needed to know that wasn't us even though I already knew that in my heart you know did it did you ever think about it later that that like because what, I mean, how does it, it doesn't matter in the end, like, right, you have this em- right. emergent problem, but in the end, did you have a, one, someone told you it's definitely type one, did you have a letdown? Were you I like, was relieved, you were relieved, 100%. Right. Okay. Yeah. And even the doctors, though, when we were in the ER, they're like, we can't guarantee it's type one because normally type one kiddos with these numbers are, you know, they've crumped and they're in the ICU or they're in a coma. So the fact that he had compensated so well for so long and had such high numbers, they they could not like guarantee me that that was what was going on. And obviously, they had to check the antibodies and everything anyway. But right. but they were not sure, and they were totally surprised when he came back as a type one. And I, like you said, I was relieved because I needed to know that it wasn't my fault as a parent. So are are there Which, any um, autoimmune issues in your on your side of the family? Uh, my mom and my dad, both type two. Um, and then my brother has colitis and actually my sister just got diagnosed with colitis. So yeah, unfortunately a lot on my side, my husband's side, um, also colitis, um, but no type one. I'm, I never say this, but I always think it, and I'm going to just say it here because you seem like you can take it. <laughs> Is that okay? I can take it. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm I'm never not fascinated when I ask people about autoimmune in their family and they skip over that I asked them about autoimmune and they just start listing health ailments. And <laughs> how many people say, well, my dad has type two. And I always like, there's this little part oh, of yeah, me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's this little part of me that always wants to go, uh, autoimmune. I know it's not autoimmune. Yeah. I know. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. No, 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 don't. <laughs> you don't need to be sorry. It, it's such a common thing that happens. I think that, it's an association thing. I think yeah. that the first thing they think of is diabetes, diabetes. So, hey, no, yeah. there's no type one, but there is type two. And, and, right. but colitis is uh, very well autoimmune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then, I'm sorry, you sit on your husband's side. He also has the colitis thing, his, his brother. Um, yeah, you're right. I just, I assume you can make the connection that clearly the type two is not the type one and no. therefore it's not autoimmune. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course I can. And you, and yeah. you, and I know you know. I'm just, I, it's, right. it's just happened so many hundreds of times that I was just like, That's funny. at some point I have to point this out. So here we are, Denise. I've, I've pointed it out on your ass. Sorry. I fit the mold <laughs> of the people you interview. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> um, how long did it take for him? in the hospital to get down and how long do they have you in the hospital for? So we were in the hospital for four days mm-hmm. and we actually averted an ICU admission. They had to get, I think it was his sodium down. And so they were pumping him with fluids and they said if they couldn't normalize it while we were in the ER, that he would go to the ICU. But luckily they were able to 
get it back on track. And so we ended up going to a standard pediatric unit. Hmm. Um, and all of the pediatricians that we saw during that four day stay, they were all floored that he ended up on a normal pediatric floor. And then I had caught it in time because yeah. they said like 99% of the kiddos they see with new diagnosis, new diagnoses end up in the ICU. Right. Yeah. Was he doing the, um, the panting? What is that called? No, no, he was totally normal. No, he had no symptoms other than eating a crazy amount. He was emotional, but I didn't, I didn't recognize that. I thought he was just being an annoying seven year old. (laughs) Um, and he was thin, you know, that was it. He was totally normal every other way. Interesting. Uh, Kussmaul respirations. Respirations. Yeah. 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 Nope. Um, but okay. So, all right. So now you're, so you're, I'm trying to track it because you're military, you move around. This was happening in Vegas, right? Vegas. Yep. Um, he gets out of the hospital. What, what kind of gear do you start with? Boom, 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 boom. Okay, guys, here it is. US Med. USmed.com forward slash juice box. Number one distributor for freestyle Libre systems nationwide. Number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash. Number one fastest growing tandem distributor. Number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys. Oh my goodness gracious, what more do you want to hear? Well, how about that they have an A plus rating with a Better Business Bureau and they accept Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. They carry everything, everything from insulin pumps to diabetes testing supplies and the latest CGMs like that Freestyle Libre 3 and of course the Dexcom G7. Want to get an Omnipod 5? US Med has it. They've got a lot. You should check them out. usmed.com forward slash juice box so you can get your free benefits check and get started. You don't like the internet? I don't blame you. How about the phone? 888-721-1514. That's another way to contact US Med. We get Arden's Dexcom supplies, Omnipod supplies from there. Here's the point. Give them a call. I think they've got what you're looking for usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. Now, speaking of Omnipod, hello, Omnipod 5. Here's what you got. An automated insulin pump that is tubeless, that speaks to your Dexcom G6 and makes adjustments to insulin. Are you kidding me? Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Not looking for automation? Just want the tubeless? Omnipod Dash. It's all there at my link. And by the way, that's BT Dubs. You may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. Find out about that at my link as well. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. You know, I just pulled out my phone, my trusty phone. Now I got to pull out my glasses because, you know, things happen when you hit a certain age. It's a message from a listener. Uh, My child is doing well on Omnipod 5. Last A1C in December was 5.8. Seeing the doctor again soon, expecting the same number. Uh, Would you take a 5.8? Because it sounds pretty good. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. You know, their results are theirs and yours may vary, etc. and so on. But anyway... The, uh, I got to tell you something, full safety risk and free trial terms and conditions are also at Omnipod.com 
forward slash juicebox. When you use my links, you're supporting the show. So use the links in the show notes of your audio player, the links at juiceboxpodcast.com, or type that actual link into a browser. All of it helps. Back to Denise, who I don't think has even come close to saying the strangest thing she's going to say in this episode. We did not have a Dexcom. I begged, I begged them um, and they would not do it. They said, you have to wait till your endo appointment. I was so pissed. This wasn't even the military hospital. This was Sunrise Children's. Um, but they would not do it because at the time when you have four days on your hands, all you're doing is researching. And actually, I'm pretty sure I found you during that hospital stay because, you know, I'm like, batch crazy when it affects my kid I, I spent all nights and days just researching all the things and I found out about Dexcom and I found out about you because nobody told me about you um, or your page so you just found it on your own yeah, yeah. yep it's but I lo- begged them for Dexcom they wouldn't give it to me and so we left with a glucometer and MDI okay. <laughs> set up and how did did his um his overall behavior change as his blood sugars came down? He was still really angry with me um, for a while. He, he just couldn't internalize the fact that he was going to have it, whether I had found it or not. And so I remember him like telling me how mad he was with me because we shared a bed. You know, I had the option for like a pullout couch, but I didn't want to be on that. We, we laid in the same hospital bed together, but at night, one night he, he told me how mad he was and, you know, he was still very angry and emotional at the time. So I remember just laying next to him. We were both just crying. It was, it was hard. Um, but yeah, over time, things definitely improved. Um, Such a duality being human, Denise, isn't it? You need people and you want to be around people, but really they just try to kill you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah especially your kid telling yeah. you that, they they're so mad at you and it's all your fault. Like, imagine that, like in your heart, you're like, I did what's right. I saved my kid. Everybody else tried to screw him over. Um, and he hates me now. <laughs> you know, like, how do you not lose your shit in that moment? You know, <laughs> I, it's, uh, it's not great. I mean, uh, would I trade my children? No, but you know, it, it's tough. It just, it really it's is that out of the mouths of babes moment. You know? I don't know. I just, it's such an interesting thing that, um, the, yeah, I mean, there's so many cliches, but like, you know, you hurt the ones you love the most, like all that stuff, even, and not mm-hmm. that he's trying to do that. He's expressing how he feels and he's right. got a limited perspective on the world and understanding what's happening. So, I mean, I don't not understand it, but on mm-hmm. your side, that's an academic exercise explaining it to yourself. It still feels the way it feels, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's just, it's, that sucks. Yeah. I feel for you there. That's a, uh, that's not pleasant. Uh, over time, has that gotten better or are you still the, oh Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually asked him. So I was like trying to think about what I would want to talk about today. Um, and I asked him how he felt about the whole situation and and if there were any positives or whatever. And um, he said the drawbacks are how annoying it is that I make him dose all the time <laughs> and how annoying it is for um, him to wait for food. And then the positives, he said, I get delicious snacks and yummy stuff when no one else gets it. (laughs) 
Like, so we just moved to Slovakia and there was like this really awesome Italian market with like legit Italian cannolis and cheese and all this delicious stuff. And so we had a box of like delicious Italian cannolis in our fridge. And my husband in the middle of the night, he was low and he actually ran him up a freaking cannoli. <laughs> so my son was like, yeah, like that other time when I had the cannoli, daddy woke me up and gave me a cannoli to raise my blood sugar. I was like, yeah, that's pretty freaking lucky, dude. Yeah. No one else gets bakery delivery at 2.30 a.m., right? I know. I I would not do that. I was like, dude, you're going to get a couple glucose tabs and night-night. <laughs> My like husband brings in I like the, the way your holy. husband's thinking. There, there are times where <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm standing in a dark room talking to Arden and we're we're negotiating over what, you know, sounds good for her to eat. And you know that you have like a there's a, a span of time before she gets so low that it doesn't matter. It's just going to be juiced, right? Right. And, and you're standing yep. there, you're like, you sure? Because there are times she doesn't care, right? She just mm-hmm. wants to bring her blood sugar back up. It's not a big deal. But sometimes she mm-hmm. wakes up and she's hungry. And she'll go, no, you know what I want? And she mentioned that's exactly what happens. She's like, could I get a you're banana? Like a little waiter in the and, middle. Yeah, and could I get this? And you know, you're walking through the house and the dogs look up like, why are you awake? And I'm like, ah, it's, not, it's not my fault. You know, like, and uh, <laughs> go back upstairs with a handful of stuff and you're like, what about this? What about this? Uh, but anyway. I think that makes you parent of the year in those moments, you know? <laughs> well, you would think, but the award has never arrived, Denise. I, no, uh, no one's I actually said it out loud. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing. When I was talking to my son today, I was like, you realize I don't, I don't want to annoy you for fun. (laughs) Like, it's not fun for me to annoy you. You know, I said, my main goal is to keep you healthy and strong so that you can live a normal, healthy, happy life. You know, right. I said, I would annoy you till the cows come home just so that you can have a normal, happy life. You know, it's interesting. It's quite a, it's quite a balance. That's for sure. Um, yep, and, sure. and you're saying now he has Dexcom and does he pump or does he still do uh, yeah. use a pen? He has a T-Slim, yeah. Are you using the control IQ? Nope. We're in sleep mode 24-7. Oh, wait. But control IQ, you're using the algorithm. Well, so technically you have to turn control IQ off for sleep mode to run. Oh, okay. So basically with sleep mode on the basal itself just increases or decreases um, pending his blood sugar. So sleep mode sort of turns it into basal IQ? I guess. I don't know anything about basal IQ. It is the basal rate, so I guess that makes sense. It's interesting. Um, how long has he been using it? The pump itself? or Yeah, yeah the pump. Um, we got it in Virginia. Once we moved, our endo in Vegas, she was great, but she was like, you guys are moving, so you might as well just wait till you get set up in Virginia. And then we got it. So I think we got it maybe about March. Of this year? So, no, last year. Previous. Yeah. So maybe maybe we've been using it about 14, 15 months. It's interesting. You you measure all your time with landmarks. (laughs) assignments yeah, yeah totally it's it's very it's very interesting so you went from vegas to virginia mm-hmm. and for a year for a year but now recently you've moved overseas yeah we're in slovakia we're in bratislava the capital how long do you think you'll be there three to four years definitely oh. three at least is that a longer assignment than normal no about it's right. about right yeah how do the kids uh go to school 
So they're not in school yet. Um, when we got here, they had like two weeks left of their school. So um, I didn't want to put them through that at the very end of the school year. So I figured I would keep them out until they start again, which they will start August 25th. Um, and so my husband's affiliated with the embassy out here and the embassy pays for them to go to a British international school. So they will be going there um, come August 25th. And that, so, so that's an English speaking school. Yeah. Right. You know how much money it is if I had to pay out of pocket? If you'll tell me, I want to know. 20,000 euro per kid per year. 20,000 euros per kid. Can you even like fathom what that would be like? (laughs) I mean, I can look it up right now. (laughs) Can you imagine? Like, I can't even, I mean, I feel really grateful for my kids to have this opportunity, but holy cow. So it's it's 20 grand a year for each kid kid. in school. Yeah. 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 And then it's more for meals, which I don't even know what we're going to do about that. Cause they're like, legit like home cooked type stuff over in Europe because mm-hmm. it's not like cafeteria nasty food like the States. Um and so I'm nervous about that already, thinking about how many kids will actually bring lunch from home and will yeah. my son want to do that? And if he does, like what does that look like for me? You know, yeah. is the website even gonna have nutrition facts on it for me to try and figure out a carb or a number of units prior to a meal, you know. Are the meals extra money or does it come for the 20? They're extra money. Mm -hmm. We do have to pay for that, but they also have a bus that can pick up our kids from the door. Um, And that is like 15 euro per day, but we don't have to pay for that, thankfully. But can you imagine you're already paying 20,000 euro per year and you're also having to pay for transportation for your kid? Like, Mm. What the heck? <laughs> but they get a nice filet at, at lunch. Yeah, like. I don't know. We'll see. But you have to pay for the meals. I will have to pay for that. I mean, the people have been really nice. Hopefully there's no diabetic mothers or fathers that follow your podcast. <laughs> so I won't have friends anytime soon if so. <laughs> you know, um, in my lifetime, when I was a kid growing up, my grandmother made school lunches at an American mm-hmm. school. And she would get up every morning, like, you know, five o'clock in the morning, she'd go to mm-hmm. that school and prep and make by hand thousands of sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, real ingredients, like, you know, that kind of stuff. She'd finish those sandwiches up and then she'd go home. It's all she did was make sandwiches every day for those people. And wow. um, in just 10 years after she was doing that and I was in high school, um, you know, 10, 15 years after, you know, I don't know, I was, I've grown up knowing her doing that. They were mm-hmm. down to like frozen pizza and like here, mm. you know, like so, so sad. Yeah. It's really disappointing, you know. Arden said this year at school and they blamed COVID, but mm-hmm. um, they didn't have any. They, they just didn't open the cafeteria. So it was all packaged, right? You could buy packs of chips yep. or that kind of stuff, but they didn't so really gross. have food. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, it's disheartening because a lot of kids don't have parents that can provide them healthy meals at home either, yeah. you know. Arden had a half day, so she was home by noon, 1230, mm-hmm. so she could kind of go in and come out. But if she got hungry while she was there, she was stuck with potato chips. That's all they had. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know, I don't That's know, nuts. $15 hmm. a day to feed, to, to transport your kids, probably another 15 to feed them. 
third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice how they pay for the school, but don't pay, but don't pay for you to feed them while they're there. Yeah, yeah I, right. I, I, I think we'll be packing lunch anyway, though. Do you? I like um, to have control. <laughs> you know, you've used that word about six times. Do you want to tell us about your mental disorder? <laughs> <laughs> I would curse you out right now, but I'm going to try and keep this clean. <laughs> you've cursed twice already. But I would throw an F-bomb in there for you right now. <laughs> no, but, but t- tell me about it a little bit. Like, wh- why, like, what about it? Do you feel like you're too soon into diabetes to start eating, like, food that's being prepared somebody else, somewhere else with that isn't yours? So, with him, I think with the pre-bolus aspect, um, and even their schedule, I'm not sure how it works. I don't know if they go out to play and then eat or if they eat and then go out to play. I know they have a one hour lunch break mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what the food looks like and I don't know anything about the delicacies here and, and what the carb count might even look like. I think I'm, I never let him buy when we were in Vegas or Virginia just because I don't know. I like to have control over what they're eating. I don't know. I feel like the food is usually crappy, obviously, in the States. And so we just didn't bother there. Mm -hmm. But here, the food will probably be a lot better. But how do I dose for that when I don't even know what it looks like, you know? So so how long have you been there? We just got here. I think we're here like almost a month now. Oh, okay. All right. So you, yeah. you have, have you gone out for a meal? Have you eaten in a restaurant? Oh, yeah. 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 I would need to see the menu to see if I even know what these meals are. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the top meal in the area is Brinzove Halushki, which is like um, almost like um, little dumplings with sheep cheese. My kids really like it. They say it's like... A, like Slovak mac and cheese. <laughs> What's it called? It's pretty yummy. Brinzove Halushki. I'm not gonna. Like I'm not gonna end up. B R Y N D Z O V E, and then Halushki is H A L U S K Y. I got it. The internet, right here. Are is. you pulling it up? Yeah, I want to understand what we're looking at here. It's super yummy. It's almost like a gnocchi concept. Bacon, potatoes, cream, soft cheese, flour. Yeah. <laughs> you just said, yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Two medium potatoes, a cup of flour, a teaspoon of salt, 150 grams of smoked or regular bacon, half a tablespoon of vegetable oil, 125 grams brinzi or other soft cheese like feta, cheese. goat, or cottage cheese, 50 mm-hmm. milliliters of cream that are optional. Hold on a second. Are you going to make it? Well, I mean, I'm looking at it now, trying to figure it out. And it looks like. I don't know it's what like to say. Like little gnocchi, almost. Uh, what what I'm looking at is a plate that looks like lumpy white stuff with hunks of bacon in it. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we're not offending anyone. <laughs> I, I'm not offending. I'm describing it very accurately. So um, here's it's objective data. Here, here's a here's a recipe that has six stars. Hey, somebody likes it. Um, <laughs> Finally, great. You should try it and report back to me. Oh, I have to hold on a second. Well, I mean, it's just, it sounds like, all right, I can't believe I'm doing this. Finally, grate the potato into a bowl, keeping the juice, add a flour, egg and salt, stir with a wooden spoon, add water, stir 
until lumps are smoothed out. Dough is not too runny, add flour if too, if too thick, add water. Large pot, bring water to a boil, add salt, transfer potato dough into boiling water by using spatzel maker or push the dough through a large grater or colander. Spätzle, that's German. Thank you. Uh, gently mm-hmm. boil for seven to eight minutes until it floats. I was gonna, it, it's like, it's like, it's like, um, Okay, hold on a second. Meanwhile, fr- meanwhile, fry the bacon until crisp. Type in the cubes. Strain it. Sprinkle the bacon on top and pour the rendered bacon fat all over it. Salt. I gotta salt it afterwards. The bacon fat's not gonna handle it. <laughs> it's very healthy. Yeah. So what this sounds like is flour and a potato and bacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hard. cheese. It's hard to go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right. All the good. best things rolled into one. So interesting. Denise, that you said you don't want your kids to have any junky food. But <laughs> well, they have plenty of junky food. Okay. It's just I need to know how to control his blood sugar at school. Mm. Dude, we've had so much ice cream since we moved here, you would be floored. <laughs> because because you know how to bowl for ice cream? No, it's oh. everywhere, and it's delicious. Oh. I mean, and really, I've become a real slacker with, like, counting carbs i just like eyeball it mm-hmm. i don't know if this makes me a good mom or a bad mom for diabetes but i just eyeball it and i'm like you know what let's just get two units on board right now and then i think this is gonna hit hard so but we have the protein it's not gonna hit too hard but once it does it's gonna go real high so we'll just like reconvene in like an hour or two <laughs> yeah. and then once I start seeing it rise I'm like okay let's hit it again with another three and I that's kind of how I do diabetes now I'm like I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but it's kind of fun oh it's <laughs> sort of how I do it so um, really yeah. like do you ever like say hmm, this looks to be about 50 grams of carbs I mean do you it, do that in a sense yeah every time but not but not in the way that you're imagining I don't, right. I don't look at it and think, oh, that's a cup of this. And I know on the bag a right. cup says this much, um, you know, I, I look at the plate and I'm like, eh, it seems like this much, you know? And mm-hmm. if what, you know, if, if I think it looks like 60 carbs and when she enters 60 carbs into, you know, the algorithm, um, if the suggested amount of insulin is about as much insulin as I think that plate needs, then I go, okay, well, that's about right. Mm-hmm. And then I just, then you just watch it. And if it goes up, then you go after it again. Yep. And I mean, yep. very infrequently, is it too much? Mm-hmm. Although we used too much at a lunch yesterday. Sort and of. And how low did she go? Uh, she had to, she had to do something like three hours later. She needed to, uh-huh. like, she had to take in carbs, like, three hours later to stop, a, mm-hmm. like, a, like, a drifting 60-ish blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a salad, just a salad. It had stuff on it. And I was like, you know, that looks like this many carbs. We were in a restaurant. And mm-hmm. I have to admit, I gave her a number that assumed that she was going to take a couple of bites of what I was eating. Mm-hmm. And then she just never did. And then it held so well for the first two hours that we kind of were like, oh, we might have had this. Like, I guess we're okay. And then in the, like, two hours, 30 minutes time, she started getting adrift. And then we had, mm-hmm. to, we had to jump in and do something then. Gotcha. But, you know, still it was a salad. Like a big salad in a restaurant. And we bolus like, 30 carbs for it. 
Wow. So, and we, and we were almost right. So I would think that salad needed more like, it's probably more like 20, 22 maybe carbs. And mm-hmm. ha- had she just had a couple of bites of what I was eating, we would have definitely been right. But anyway, yeah, but, yeah. Eh, tried. So um, you wrote maybe the most expansive note to me of anybody in the last two years asking to be really? on the podcast. You put so much information there that <laughs> I want to be. Is that bad? <laughs> no, I just want to be clear with you that I did not read it. <laughs> so I'm. <laughs> oh, good. I don't even remember what I wrote, so it's cool. It's a small novel. <laughs> I wouldn't even know. Yeah, it's it's a small like you know like you know not a. It's not a full a book. Novel. It's not a full book, but you know how Ben Franklin used to put together those little <laughs> readers for people. He'd be like, yeah. "Here's common sense." Like it's it's sort of on that <laughs> that that level of of um. That's really funny that you didn't read it. <laughs> you um, well, you know. Eh. Now I know for next time. <laughs> oh, how presumptuous it is! <laughs> <laughs> no, well, all right. If I ever come on again, it'll be. The F bomb, and then you. <laughs> I'm not filling this part and, out, jackass. You don't even read this. <laughs> Go blank yourself. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've run my eyes over it before we started. Um, but sure. you know, I don't want to put. Feel bad. I don't want to be. No, I don't want to put myself in a situation where we're just reading from a list. Yeah, no, yeah. I appreciate that. But it's interesting it because be yeah, but it's interesting because you wrote this probably six months ago. I'm guessing, mm-hmm. and you're worried about your son's health when you make the move to where you are now Mm -hmm. and you're still worried about it. Aren't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude. That's like my life. Unfortunately. Yeah. What? It weighs heavily on you. Well, what's going to take that worry away? Um, nothing. (laughs) Well then is that, is it it a real concern or is it honestly, is it, is it, is it? No, I mean, we function fine, but I can tell you there's always, in the back of my mind, I really hope that I can send him off to college if that's what he chooses after graduation, knowing that I've done the best for him and he will have zero complications at that point in time in his life that are associated with my and my husband's, you know, dosing and treatment of his diabetes. Can we talk for real for a second like we're friends? Yeah, I know you're we are. Wor- friends, I, Pat. I, I, we are. Wait, you know, are, I'm D nice. <laughs> <laughs> we are friends. <laughs> last last night, I'm going to deviate for a second. Then I'm going to go back to my thing. okay. Last night, a person in the Facebook group was asking people questions, and people were giving a lot of good answers, but they seemed to still be discombobulated. And mm-hmm. I was up late editing a show, and I thought, well, let me see if I can't like be valuable here. And I asked, Mm -hmm. I asked to see a graph and they put a graph up, but then they were pretty clear that this wasn't a standard graph and you know, that other people had been involved in the bolus thing and that they were getting back involved in it. And, and I said, okay, well the graphs like a little scattershot. I I thought to myself, and if they're telling me this isn't the norm, then that's fair. Like, so I answered back and I said, well, you know, um, why don't you, you know, get back in the game and send me a graph in a couple of days and just tag me and I'll, I'll take a look again if I can. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. I gave some like high level ideas of what I thought I would concentrate on based on the graph I'm looking at. Well, mm-hmm. this, this person did not like, uh, they did not think that my, my, my response was thorough enough, uh, valuable. Mm-hmm. And they began to like, I, in 15 years of doing this for people, bash you. I've never, 
I've never been spoken to like that before. Ooh. And and I immediately thought this person is in a is in a bad situation. Angry. Because, yeah, yeah, they they turned on me in 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 a split. Oh. It was like it was like like defensive. It was like petting your favorite dog and it biting you after it knowing you forever. I was like I was stunned. Mm. I was like, you know what I mean? Like like yeah. I went back to go, to have a back and forth and and the response was so just Harsh. it was just so out of bounds for what was happening. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there was no mm-hmm. even like slowly I turn. It was just like zero to a hundred miles an hour. Mm. And um and I tried to respond and and to, you know, I was like, look, I, I think maybe we're just having a communication issue here because I know mm-hmm. you, what you're receiving right now is definitely not my intention. And I'm I'm very willing to believe that what I'm receiving from you is not your intention. Let's mm-hmm. just start over. And then they just deleted the whole thread. Huh. So did was, they stay on the page or they, did you block they, them? No, they, they, they did stay on the page. I wouldn't, block, really? I wouldn't block them. I would have been happy for the person to continue to tell me how they felt. Like, yeah, you know, like it just seemed like they were overwhelmed and I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just an ass. Yeah. Okay. But um, I know what I said and I'd be hard pressed to think that anybody would read it and think, oh yeah, you were just being a jerk. Um, yeah. I, I was not. I was trying to help. Yeah. I just did not offer what they wanted. And I think I think there's something deeper going on at that point, you know. Yeah. I think it's a perfectionism thing, probably too. Like, I don't want you to see my flaws, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Because I think people internalize the numbers a lot. I know that I do. Like I feel like the biggest piece of shit when my son has a bad day. And I know that's not a healthy way to live, but I can't help it because I know ninety percent of the day I'm the I'm the one responsible. Like my husband helps at night and stuff, but right now he's in a vault, you know, he can't even take his cell phone in. So it's me, you know? Mm. And when you have those days that are really crappy, like it's really hard to separate the fact that this is not you, you're not a bad mom, you know, like those kind of things that go through your head. So I brought that situation up because over the last hour, Aside from the first 10 minutes where you couldn't make any of your stuff work, which, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. I will, I'm going to put at the end for people to hear. Just I wanted to make that clear here. So mm-hmm. hang on after the music. <laughs> I'm just going to hear Denise for 10 Thanks. minutes try to make her headphones work. Um, <laughs> but no one will listen. Don't worry, Denise. Yeah, they'll probably laugh. Well, people I know that are going to be listening will laugh. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> Everyone's going to hear. They're, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I do want to hear her fun for around. But um, uh-huh. I brought it up because you're – you used you've used language for the last hour that is over and over again telling me that if he's not okay you're not going to be okay mm-hmm. and 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 I mean on a psychological level mm-hmm. but you seem aware of it I am yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm all about it I mean I have anxiety for sure and I know I have perfectionistic tendencies so I'm aware. I just don't know how to make it better. You know, I don't know how to separate the two. Like right now I feel that I am the type one diabetic almost, you know, um, but it's worse cause it's my kid, you know, and I'm a hundred percent responsible for his well being right now. Like he is not making these decisions. He and I work together. He has as much opinion on it as he wants and I'm not going to overwhelm him by giving him more than he wants right now. But 
with that being said, it's me and it's my husband. My husband's awesome and he helps when he can, but he's not always home. And he, like I said, doesn't have a cell phone on him. So doesn't know what his numbers are half the day, you know? Um, does, yeah. your, does your husband not want a cell phone? He's not allowed. He, he has a, you know, secretive oh. kind of job. Oh, I see. Yeah. He can't bring any technology in with him when he's at work. Dude, he's not like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> I just wasn't sure if he was a. Would, would that make him a luddite if he didn't want to use technology? I have no idea. Hold on, we're gonna find out if I'm right. This is me. Okay. Show, might be me showing off that I know what luddite means, or it might be me proving Weird. A, a person opposed to new technology or ways of working a luddite. See, uh, huh. speaking of big words, are you martyring yourself at all? No, I no? don't think so. You don't think you Why? are? Well, well, just the, like, it's on me. It's all me. I might as well have diabetes. He's involved. Well, he's a, he's a baby, you know? That's the thing. Like, he's not a baby, but he's not obviously making the decisions that affect his life from here on out, you know? And working as a nurse and seeing tons of type 1 or type 2 complications. My dad was on dialysis when he died. Actually, he wasn't on it when he died my mom donated a kidney to him because he was on dialysis like really i don't know that i can let those things go i've seen too much i've seen amputees i've worked with amputees you know yeah you, you have a bigger uh perspective you hey, wait, your mom had yeah. type 2 as well right yes but she didn't at the time oh. my dad had type 2 since i was like in third grade and she, um, I, now I have a bigger question. Now I don't even care about you or your kid. They your, were a perfect match. I was going to say, your mom, Mind-blowing. how long were they married when she donated that kidney? Like, how old was she? Oh, God, a long time. Um, I think my dad was diagnosed when he was 40. He died when he was 60. So that was maybe when he was 50-something. They were married a long time. They got married when my mom was 19 and she's 70 now. So Okay, so the, married when they were 19 in in his 50s. So 30 years later, mm-hmm. your mom gave him a kidney. Mm-hmm. I've been married since 96. Let me do the quick math on that. 2006, 16. <laughs> hold on a second. Then four is 20. That's 24. Then two. I've been married like 26 years. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% certain that Kelly would cross the street to save my life. <laughs> and you're yeah. telling me your mom gave him a kidney. Yeah. Did she love yeah. him or was she scared? Which was it? Oh, probably combo. <laughs> yeah, she loved him. Um, they had a really good relationship overall, I would amazing. say. That's really amazing. We have, we have pictures of the two of them in hospital beds, like being wheeled back at the same time and stuff. is is mind-blowing. Yeah, oh, it's lovely. It's yeah. pretty beautiful and sad all at the same time, you know. Hey, listen, if Kelly ever listens to this, just Kelly, like, you, you better not need an organ. And don't ask me. Because <laughs> I don't know what my choice is going to be. Yeah, I don't want to be put in that situation. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got, right, oh, the, my God. I think you need to have her over listen now. <laughs> where, where I, where I don't want to have to shine a light on this, but see where I'm going to land. <laughs> I feel like I need to, like, tag her. Is she on your page, by the way? I think you need to let me know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's important for you when to it, When it airs, I'm going to be like, oh, hey, Kelly, this is the episode you really want to listen to at... Uh, don't worry. Later, she'll ask minute. me, what did I talk about? And I'll say, oh, I just talked about how I don't want to give you an organ. 
<laughs> you better keep your blood sugar in check so you don't need a kidney yeah, yeah don't need any kidneys I, i'm not giving them away uh but yeah there's not a lot of organs you can donate anyway <laughs> i just found it really nice that people who were together that long would do something like that for each other mm-hmm. i usually imagine yeah. when people are together for that long they're just there out of convenience <laughs> yeah they hate each other and it's like just... i don't want to go through selling this sofa <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Or I need his medical benefits. <laughs> yeah. You mean the guy with the money? He's okay. Well, yeah. He can stay. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. that, that's really, that's a, I mean, it's a real indication of something, giving somebody, mm-hmm. your, giving somebody a kidney, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, how long did it buy him? Oh, gosh, probably four or five years, maybe. Mm, I'd love to ask but your he, mom if she thought it was He had it. COPD and, you really? know. Really? And she gave him a kidney Yeah, stone. he was in the Navy. He smoked like a chimney. Um, we, my sister and I used to like break his cigarette, his cigarettes. And we eventually got him to quit. But, you know, the damage is done. So yeah. he was on oxygen and everything. And yeah. Did so he it wasn't, snap it wasn't decision. hemodialysis at that point. Snap, What's that? Snap decision. Your husband needs a kidney. You giving it to him? <laughs> don't do this to me, Scott. <laughs> I I think I, as long as I I don't know. You know my situation is different. Sure Scott, is. no listen though. I mean, with two parents with type two, I'm. F- <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you think you're getting type two? So I don't know because I feel like I'm screwed. I'm going to end up with type two regardless of my lifestyle choices. Well, know? I don't. I mean, I, I I see your point, but I don't know. Like, are, I think I would. I think I would, and then I'd also be concerned at the same time for my own future with the potential for myself to end up with type two. See, it's interesting. I thought you were going to say, "I'm say if I was going to give anyone a kidney, I would give it to my son." So yeah, I want to hold sure. on to him. I never even thought about that, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that, who knows if you're even a match? That's the other thing, you know. Well, that's the I can't believe I'm... still to this day that my mom and dad. You know, we're a match. That's yeah, it's a silly coincidence. Yeah, I, oh, that's I mean, maybe the, they were brother and sister. <laughs> oh God, but I turned out damn good. You don't have a tail or anything like that? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, oh, God, you, that's gross to think about. Which part? You having a tail or your parents being brother and sister? My parents being sibling. <laughs> Oh, well, God. I'm definitely holding on to that excuse for Kelly. I'm like, I'm, I'm saving it in case Arden needs it. I'm sorry. I can't give it to you. There you go. See, that's a really good excuse, it, actually. It's yeah. such a leap. Like, when people donate organs, I mean, I find it to be one of the, like, really major kindnesses. You know, it just, um, mm-hmm. it's just a big leap, you know. It is, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, like, it's not like you're letting your neighbor use your other weed whacker. <laughs> yeah. You're like, ah, it's no, right. Use right. this one. I got this one still. Um, yeah. It's great. It's a crazy thing to do. I mean, I, a lot of respect for people who do that. It's really it's selfless. Amazing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to go back to your anxiety whole life. You know, I think so. And I don't think I recognized it until my adulthood. You just um, thought you were on top of stuff? Yeah. I mean, my childhood was a little rough. So. <laughs> Uh, so I think that kind of makes you a little more anxious. And then like, I distinctly remember my sister and I, we were both camp counselors and she was a camp counselor, like the year before when we were in high school or whatever, she and I are three years apart. And then I had just, I just got in my car and I was like a brand new driver 
And my sister and I were both driving separate cars to the camp, but I'd never been there before. And this was like before the time of GPS or whatever. And so I was following behind her and she, I think, was trying to show off. And so she passed this car in front of me. And I was so nervous about getting lost that I too passed the car without looking in the other direction and seeing this 18-wheeler coming towards me. So I distinctly remember him like laying on the horn because we almost had a head-on collision. Well, I almost had a head-on collision with like an 18-wheeler. And when we arrived, my sister's like, I can't believe you passed that car. I should have never passed the car. I didn't think you were going to follow me. And I was like, well, I was so nervous about, you know, getting lost. I don't know my way around here. And yeah, so I think that was a, you know, first indicator where I realized that I probably needed to chill out. (laughs) So your anxiety was so overwhelming that you were willing to put yourself into a harmful situation just to to not have the feeling of, oh, I might get lost following a person. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That feeling of being out of control, I couldn't handle. Yeah. So. And so, what do you do? You do anything for it? I mean, I've talked to therapists and stuff. I I do meditation. When I'm exercising, I'm in a better place, I think, overall. But I've kind of come to accept that this is my norm. And I really don't think diabetes has helped it at all. I think it's made it worse. I think. If you have perfectionistic ten- tendencies and anxiety, diabetes is like the worst condition for you to have to deal with, in mm-hmm. my eyes. Because yeah. there's so many numbers, you know, there's so much objective data. You go in every three months and you get an A1C in time and range, you know, and, and that's a reflection on, you know, <laughs> how well you're managing. And so even if it's three months later and your A1C in time and range go down just by a point, you're like, oh, shit. I really screwed up, you know, (laughs) at least for me. And of course it's not my disease, but it feels like it right now because I'm the one managing for my kid. Do you you have any idea of what age or what situation you'll want him to be in when you start giving him some aspects of, of responsibility? I mean, he has responsibility. I have him like pull things out for a meal and, and figure out how much to dose for it and stuff. Mm -hmm but not when he's away from me, you know? Um, And he plugs everything into his pump by himself. Um, I just, I don't know. I let him do what he feels comfortable with, but he gets really annoyed by having to do too much, you know? He doesn't like to be interrupted while he's playing or whatever. And that's that's the real disservice with the T-Slim is, I can't just take the PDM because there is no PDM. It's the pump, which he wears, you know, so I have to be nagging him or I take it out of his belt and do it for him, you know? So does this And I know T-Slim is coming out with the update, but it's not out yet. And I really look forward to that to mm-hmm. reduce some of the pain in the ass burden for him, especially on nights when we have like a tricky meal, you know? Yeah. Do, do you, um, so what you're describing to me makes sense because he's nine. And I, mm-hmm. I hear everything you're saying. And at the same time, I imagine that there are people listening who have had type one diabetes for 30 years who are thinking like, yeah, let that kid do more like that kind of stuff. Like, are you worried that there's a tipping point somewhere where he could go so far in the direction he's in now that you can't get him back when it's time for him to take over? And, mm-hmm. or and do you like feed it a little? Like what I used to do when Arden was little 
and we still do it now to some degrees. We kind of just played that game where food would come out. And I'd be like, how many carbs do you think that is? Or how much insulin mm. do you think that is? And, or I do That's that, or when her, when her blood sugar starts going up, I ask her leading questions to teach her, mm-hmm. you know, like, Hey, was there any fried food in your lunch? Even now today, mm-hmm. I still do that. And mm-hmm. it makes her think. And then she'll go, yeah, I had French fries. And I'll say, oh, well, we should bowl for the fat then. And, mm-hmm. you know, or she says no. And I go, okay, well, what did you eat? And so I'm teaching her without, well, I mean, Denise, if I'm being honest, I'm doing to her what I'm doing to all of you. But I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm teaching her without letting her know she's being taught. Mm-hmm. So, That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. I mean, I do mention what I think happened in that moment, but I don't ask his opinion on those things. I mean, there have been times where he's like, I'm going to take another tab too, because I'm starting to not feel good or whatever, you know? Um, And we do talk about what I think is happening when it's happening and why it happened and how I messed up or how we messed up. Well, really how I messed up. Um, But yeah, I should ask his opinion for more. I like that idea actually, like just make it a game and not have him feel like I'm grilling him, you know, because I don't want to make it a burden. And based on what I've read in the beginning, I, I didn't, I just wanted to take his lead on things because I don't want him to have burnout when he goes off to college and, and be belligerent and not care at all and end up in the ICU or something. You know, you also don't want him to not know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, how do you find that balance? So, I mean, I you just, know, I just told you what I thought. So, um, and, yeah, like, yes. <laughs> okay, fine. I will implement ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> so, like yesterday, we were coming home from lunch, and we had like a nice twenty-minute ride. And I said, "Hey, I'm going to explain how your algorithm works to you." <laughs> and mm-hmm. she goes, "What?" And I was like, "I like the background <laughs> of it. I'm I'm going to talk you through it a little bit." And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, that sounds so boring. And I said, it is going to be very boring. I was like, but just let me go. I was like, what, mm-hmm. we're driving. And I'm talking, like, do you understand what I'm saying? She's like, yeah. And I looked over it again. She goes, I'm getting tired. This is so boring. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, well, just let me, you know, fill in a couple more blanks for you. I've been doing that for years. Like, I remember, mm-hmm. I remember the first time we had a real conversation was after an endo appointment. And she showed some interest. Um, she said, what could I do to bring my A1C down? And I, to- I thought about it and I said, if I could ask you to do just one thing until daddy can figure things out a little better, could we stop mm-hmm. eating cereal for breakfast? That mm-hmm, would be terrific. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if that'll mm-hmm. help, I'll do that. And so she did mm-hmm. that, which gave me more time to figure out things like this is many, many years ago. And, mm-hmm. um, and ironically, of course, she doesn't even eat cereal anymore, but you know, <laughs> there was enough time where I actually could figure things out back before I was good at bolusing for things. And then I was able to take what I learned and then reapply it to cereal. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I need. Hold on a second. Right. This is inconscionable. My wife has one job in the world to actually, that's not true. She has three jobs. I'll tell you what they are. Make money. Tell me reasons why we can't have sex. <laughs> and keep that dog quiet while I'm recording. <laughs> These are the three things. Three things. Just bring the dog in and I'll, I'll whisper sweet nothings in its ear. She's good I at the other dogs. two things. Why can't she do this? <laughs> so, Probably because there's someone at your door or something. I don't care. There should be an urgency. 
a snap in her step. She should that dog should bark and she should think Scott is recording that podcast. It's a very, very popular podcast. It cannot have dogs barking in the background. Let me leap to it. You know what? And, People uh, like to hear that you're like a normal human though. Like, like I don't know how normal here. I am because I Googled earlier. You're right. You're not normal, actually, but <laughs> I, I have a chart in front of me right now in case we want to play a game where we get to guess what US state it's legal to marry your cousin in. And that's just based Ooh. off of what you like philosophize about your mom. <laughs> nice. That's sweet. By the way, the answer is way more states than you think. No. There's so it's definitely Utah. You want me to check? Ass, I don't know what you just said because I love people in Utah, but I'm going to look right now and give you Utah. It's got to be Utah. Yeah. Only if both parties are 65 years or older or both are 55 or older with a district court finding of infertility of either party. Whoa. Um, Why so old? Because <laughs> they're like... Please don't make babies when you're with your first cousin. Um, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Are you allowed to have sexual relations or cohabitation if you are cousins in Utah? No. Huh. But there are plenty of states where you are legally allowed to do it. Like where? Please don't tell me it's in New York. Here's an interesting one. In Wyoming, you can't get married, but you can do the the, the sexy part. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Which as a Why? Person, I, and is there an age limit? Not on not in Utah. There's an age or not, oh. not in Wyoming. There's an age limit in Utah. Uh there's an age limit in Indiana. You have to be over 65. Uh in Illinois, both over 50, or one is infertile. Oh. So you could be 35 if one of you can't have a baby. Uh, Arizona. And how do you prove that? You have to go to the doctor and prove that you're infertile. Well, you have sex with your cousin. Nobody gets pregnant. I don't know. Like, it's ridiculous. Oh. The whole thing is oh, bonkers. Oh, oh. When oh. I Googled that and there was a chart, I was like, get out of here. Oh. <laughs> you know, people are looking it up if that chart exists. Oh, That's my goodness. Stuff. You have no idea. Yeah. I All I all I Googled was married oh. to your sister. <laughs> Dude, and you're going to get like all kind of all kinds of weird Add stuff in your Denise, Denise this is your fault. You brought this up, not me. <laughs> I want to know. Like, I need you to screenshot those and send them to me. It, like, what kind of ads you're getting on Facebook now? It was your wonky AI. brain that brought this up. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> you're gonna get like polygamy too. Polygamy ads. And there is just so like, yeah. what is it called when you date your sibling? While cousin yeah. marriage is legal in most countries. And a functionalate marriage is legal in many sexual relations between siblings are considered incestuous almost universally. Like, yeah, okay, well, good. Ugh, gross. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know how you made me think about these things, but you did. <laughs> With your talking and all your I don't know. You got to keep it fun around here, right? I don't know. that. I'm not calling that fun in case you're wondering where, <laughs> I, where I draw the line for fun. Yeah, yeah. it's it's awkward and disgusting. I'm adopted yeah. and I can't even think of my cousin that way. And I literally, they, yeah. they're not related to me in any way, shape or form for real. It's just, we grew up together. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Hey, have you ever found like your birth mother and father or no? Um, if you want to answer. Well, I mean, not I didn't know, cool. you know. Suddenly we're on your podcast, Denise, but okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no. So uh, when Arden was born, Kelly pressured me. And I'm using the word pressured accurately, pressured me to find <laughs> out about my um about my natural parents. She mm-hmm. wanted to know for she said back then health reasons, health reasons. which never yeah. really panned out at all. Um <laughs> we found we were able to find my birth mother who was already passed. Mm-hmm. And that was I mean, when Arden was little, so like 
I don't know, 17, 18 years ago. And um, she had died in her 40s. We learned that um, she had a big family and we contacted, somehow contacted the family. I think an attorney did it for me. And then Mm -hmm. uh, one person said they'd be open to speaking on the phone. Mm -hmm. I spoke to her, one of her sisters. She described that uh, my natural, my birth mother was uh, depressed her whole life uh, because Mm -hmm. she gave me away. She made it sound like it wasn't really her idea completely. Like, sound like a lot of family pressure, maybe. Um, Was she young? She had to be, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, youngish. Not real young, Mm -hmm. but younger. Um, And she died. So, I guess the depression turned into obesity. And Mm -hmm. she died having surgery, trying to have, like... um, like a stomach gastric stapling or gastric or bypass or something like that. Mm. She had a heart attack, I think, in her 40s. Oh, that's terrible. And wow. um, that's sad, obviously. Mm-hmm. I have no real mm-hmm. emotional connection to the story whatsoever. Right. So, it's just a person. Yeah. yeah. Then they had no well, no idea who the father was, uh, at least that they would say to me. Hmm. Uh, then late, as the conversation went on, she described, if you hear from your uncle this, don't answer the phone. If you do this, don't answer the phone. Don't talk to the. And I was like, I'm out. And I never contact. Mm. I never, ever too contact much, them again. Yeah. Too much drama. Yeah. yeah. So it turns wow. out that if it wasn't for adoption, I would have grown up in the mountains in the south somewhere. Oh, dang. Yeah. That would have been weird. You, you would have had me? a southern twang. Can, can you imagine? What if I had all these thoughts and I was like, you know, living in a pickup <laughs> truck in a woods? <laughs> People would oh not gosh. like me there. I don't think <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, I don't think about it ever. I like the idea. Yeah. I've said it here before. I like the idea that I felt like as I was growing up, I felt like I was a new country and I got to make up my own laws. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was yeah. great. So that is cool. Anyway, hmm. and I still live by those rules now, Denise. Nice. I um go uh, go marry your sister. I. <laughs> Are you trying to name this episode, Denise? <laughs> oh, you know what? I always get a kick out of figuring out why you name the things you do on the episodes. <laughs> Go marry your sister is a strong contender for this one, right? Okay. Now. What um, are the other options? I don't know. Whatever that food is called, and Prince of a Denise's anxiety. One or the other. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, leave that one out. <laughs> Do you know I know how to say I need help in Slovak? Oh, yeah. What? Oh, go ahead. It's potrebuje pomoc. Do people on the streets? pomoc. And people on the street don't speak English? Uh, young people do. I'm actually taking Slovak lessons, and I have been talking with her about learning more medical Slovak in case my kid gets admitted here, mm-hmm. which I pray he does not. <laughs> Do you think you're going to get, um, come along at all learning the language or is it hard? Yeah. I mean, I know some stuff. I know how to order. I know how to say, uh, here you go. Um, I know how to say good morning, good day. You know, I'm sorry. I know some basic stuff. Are you um, obviously American? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I try to dress like I'm not, um, but I stumble when I'm trying to use Slovak, you know? It's hard. How about visually? Like, can I look at you in that setting and, and think you don't, no. you're not from here? 
No, I don't. I don't. I think everybody kind of looks a little different. I mean, everybody's white here. Okay. Um, but I'm also white. Uh, <laughs> in case you were wondering. Look at you fitting in. Um, nice. Yeah, but people have all different hair colors and stuff. Yeah, I was I just wondering if there's an they aesthetic. look like anything. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if there was an aesthetic that you don't fit somehow or no, like no, I don't think so. I think you could blend in as long as you could speak and dress properly. Gotcha. How is it getting your medical supplies? It's all is that all through the military? Oh yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that actually. So then, why did you bring up um, the possibility of your parents being related and not just? Stick to the... <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a fun thought. Yeah. I I've thought about it before. <laughs> It better not be true. I know it's not, but it's pretty funny to think about. Um, so I can tell you this. So before we even got this assignment, um, we knew it was on the radar because the whole reason we moved from Vegas to Virginia was so my husband could take Slovak classes and learn how to do his job in Slovakia. And so we were approved prematurely because they had to go through an approval process before they moved us to Virginia because there's no point in him taking these classes if we weren't going to be approved for the assignment to Slovakia. So then he goes through all these classes and we knew we would have another medical board that had to meet again. Denise, up on that microphone again. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, where'd you go? (laughs) What are you, walking away from the computer? No, I just sat up a little bit. Is this good though? <laughs> just get up Dude, on I'm it. I'm in the most uncomfortable. I don't care. Ever. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> I'm glad it's working out for you though. <laughs> good. Um, so anyway, so we knew we'd have to undergo another medical board prior to actually leaving Virginia and moving to Slovakia. And so that second medical board, we were actually denied uh, because of my son's type one. Because the military doesn't typically move type one families overseas. And if they do, they're going to go to a base that has a larger military medical facility like um, Lake and Heath in England or, um, you know, Launchstuhl Germany has a big, like the biggest military medical hospital. So they have more of the resources to uh, manage it easier. Mm -hmm. Um, So the board that met, they were not keen on the idea of sending us out here because Slovakia is not a first world country. Medical system is very different. Um, they were concerned that we wouldn't be able to find a uh, English speaking endocrinologist for him. Um, so there was a myriad of reasons why they didn't want us to come here. But obviously people out here have type one and type two and there are providers and there are ways to get supplies. and. There is a Facebook page for military families um, that are stationed overseas with type ones. So I did a ton of research to make this happen because this is like my husband's dream job. Okay. And I wanted it to work out for him. But I also obviously wanted to keep my kids safe in the process. But I knew if we did the research, we could be just fine. Um, So anyway, so we had to do like a rebuttal. But my husband in the interim was like crushed. Because we thought that that was going to be the end. And, you know, we were going to submit the rebuttal, but chances are that we weren't going to be able to come here, Um, which would mean he did all of that Slovak language learning for nothing, all of those other classes for nothing. Like that whole year of his life was a complete waste and all that hard work that he put in, you know? Right. So we submitted the rebuttal and then we were approved. So 
With that being said, by that point in time, we had already researched the endocrinologist and the supplies and everything because we had to submit that. And we, you know, I'm very well prepared on that kind of stuff. Um, so I had reached out to a Foreigners in Bratislava Facebook page and asked if there were any other type one mothers and if they had a pediatric endocrinologist that they could recommend. And there was one person who I believe is on this page now because I actually told her about it at the time. Um, she reached out to me and said she had a 13 year old type one and that her daughter saw this one provider, but she didn't love that provider. However, she knew that the other provider in the office was much better and she recommended that provider. So we reached out to her and she was like incredible about getting back to us. Like I love Europe in the sense that there's no gatekeeper. Like there's no nurse sitting at the desk preventing you from speaking with the provider. Like, she wrote us back that day. We were like, these are all our concerns. Are these going to be able to be managed? You know, like, is there a hospital that can see him if, in the event of ketoacidosis? Like, do you have glucagon? How would we get our insulin? Mm -hmm. Is it possible that he can use a T-slim? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so she's actually in Bratislava. Initially, we were planning to just go to Austria because Vienna is like an hour away and their medical system is really great. But... Vienna, like Austria itself, they don't have the ability to write scripts for the T-Slim because it's not approved in Austria. So in Bratislava, the T-Slim is approved. So we had to find a provider in Bratislava. Um, so she was awesome from the get-go, really responsive. And when we got here, we were supposed to just meet with her so that she could just write scripts for her, for us. And then we had an appointment with her like a week or two later. But she was so awesome. Like the hospital is sketchy as you know what <laughs> it looks, it looks like something you would find in a scary movie, um, at like a psych hospital with like some red rum <laughs> going on. So when we pulled up, I was like, Oh my God, this is our life. And I know this is really wrong and I'm not trying to offend anyone in Slovakia. You guys are great people. I just need a preface with that, but it is not aesthetically pleasing at all. It does not look like an American hospital at all, mm -hmm. but the provider was incredible, super kind. We wanted her cause she has type one herself. She's probably late thirties, maybe um, super nice, really kind to my son wrote all the scripts we needed. We've, received insulin here from one of the local pharmacies, the scripts that she wrote for the Dexcom and the T-Slim. We actually submit them to CVR Medical, who's out of Germany, and they actually have our first shipment on our way to us, um, which it's cool because they give us a six-month shipment at once, which is really nice because dealing with advanced diabetes, I had to you know message them or whatever, call them every three months, which was a big pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so far things are going well. Nice. Um, Tricare, our insurance didn't want to pay for her. They had one other provider in, Brad in Bratislava that apparently was Tricare approved. So when I reached out to them, because I was already adamant about seeing this other provider because she was so good to us and we had established rapport by the time we got here, Tricare was like, we will authorize two visits, but we need you to see the other provider because she's in network. And so I called to try and make an appointment with them and she's like, She's booked up and she doesn't even take insurance. You'd have to pay out of pocket. I'm like, what is Tricare talking about? So then I told Tricare, uh, A, I couldn't even speak with the woman. B, she's booked out for like months. And C, 
she's not even taking insurance. So I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. It's like, if that's the case, you might as well pay, pay for the provider that we want, you know? Yeah. So they've approved her, thankfully. So we should well, that's be good. good. Denise, you, yeah. your connection is getting noisy, so this is an opportune time to say thank you. Um, yeah, it's okay. Don't worry. We got through as best as we can, and if people want to hang on for the next 10 minutes and listen to how hard it was to get you on, they can. Uh, but <laughs> it was uh, it was really nice to talk to you. Uh, I hope you we, too. Thank you. I hope we uh, talked about everything within reason that you wanted to. Uh, yes. did, you, did you have a good time? I did. Yeah, good. you're fun to talk to. Oh, I knew it would be fun. That's true. No, I'm just saying. Th- oh, thank you. I mean, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I really do appreciate. It. Can you hold on for one second for me? Yeah. Thanks. A huge thank you to Denise. Hey, first I like to thank Denise for coming on the show and sharing her story, and I'm gonna thank Omnipod, makers of the Omnipod Five and the Omnipod Dash. And remind you to go to Omnipod.com forward slash Juicebox. Links in the show notes. Links at JuiceboxPodcast.com. And of course, USMed.com forward slash Juicebox. Or call 888-721-1514. Listen, switching's not fun. Looking into new things isn't fun. But some quality stuff here for you to think about. Omnipod, USMed, and the rest of the sponsors. And if you hold on for just a second... I'm going to play you the 10 minutes of Denise not being able to get her, (laughs) not being able, I was going to curse, not being able to get her computer set up. Here we go. Oh, uh, before I do that, let me say thank you so much for listening. Hey, everyone. My name is Denise, and I am the mother of a nine-year-old type 1 diabetic child. Um, He's been diagnosed, I actually did the math before I came on, a year and eight months ago. And at the time, he had an A1C of 16 and a blood sugar of 910. Denise, um, Denise do you remember right yeah. before we started recording that you said I turned up the volume? Yeah. Can you turn it back down a little bit? Yeah. Let me, let me hear that. Can you hear me? How's that? <clears throat> I'm going to need you to speak another sentence. So uh, he was diagnosed, what was his A1C? It was 16, actually. Okay. All right. I don't know if I you can turn it down a little more. <laughs> okay. You sound like, Am I like super loud? You sound like Darth Vader. How's that? Oh, cool. How's this? <laughs> that might be better. We'll try again. Okay. Wow. So okay. a year, eight months ago, how old is he now? He is nine. Nine. Was he seven or eight when he was diagnosed? He was seven. Okay. Um, October 24th will make two years for us. You're up on two years. Okay. Uh, any other kids? I have two others. He's our middle guy, our only boy. And we have an 11 year old and a seven year old. Okay. (sighs) Denise, 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 I got to figure out what to do about your microphone. Shoot. So you're Mm -hmm. talking and then behind your words (sighs) or it sounds like (laughs) it's okay. I think it's just the mic. Um, I go down lower. I don't know. Can I test it? I mean, if you've if you've been turning down a volume on your end, I don't hear any difference on my end. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, crap. Do you have like Apple headphones, just the white wire ones? I do, but I can't find them. We moved, and I seem to have like misplaced them. Okay. Is there? Are you using a Mac or a PC? A Mac. Okay. Is there a way to like test your settings and fix them? 
I'm what? like kind of computer illiterate, oh, unfortunately. Don't worry. Are you using the Zoom app or are you using like just a portal? The Zoom app. All right. So why don't we try this? Okay. Are you on a laptop? Mm-hmm. Okay. So why don't we Do go... you want to try it on my phone maybe? Well, I think it's the headset, Mike. Okay. Is my, is my estimation. So if you click on Zoom and then go in the mm-hmm. top left corner where it says zoom.us... Of the screen, all the way up in the top left. My screen is like minimized. No. Okay, here we go. Top left. What does it say? So it's not zoom.us. Yeah, it's not. Okay. Yeah, you see that? And when you click on that, uh-huh. you go to preferences. It's the second choice down. Uh huh. Yep. And then audio. Okay. Okay, so right now the microphone, what is it set at? Um, The input volume, is that what you want? There should be, after you've clicked on audio on the left, mm-hmm. on the right side of the screen, it should say speaker, then test speaker, mm-hmm. and then next to test speaker, it tells you, it's like a drop-down box, it tells you what speaker you're using. That should That's probably the headphones. Okay. So, it, yeah, it's like in the middle-ish, no, no. a little further. No, you're answering the wrong There's question. There's no... <laughs> There's no number, Scott. No, Denise. No, I'm not asking for a number. You need. You're not listening to oh. me. Okay. So there's a drop down box yeah. next to the word. The the button that says test speaker next to it on the right is a drop down box. Okay. What is it that? It says set? Denise's beat solo. Ah, great. Now when you move down to microphone, it says test mic, and then what's that set to? It also says the same thing. What are your other options when you click on it? Uh, Built in microphone. Try that. Is that better? Ah, uh, there we go. Can you hear me? Yes, that's better. All right. So can you still hear me in your headphones? Can you hear me? Hello? Denise? Scott? Denise, can you hear me? Yeah. So I put on the built-in microphone under microphone. Should I? I couldn't hear you at all when I did that. Should I do built-in output on a speaker thing instead? No, I was hoping for you to use your headphones as the speaker and the microphone on the laptop as the microphone. Mm, okay. But you, I couldn't hear you. When you, Is do that, that, when you did that, you couldn't hear me in the headphones anymore? No. Mm-mm. When you changed the microphone, then you couldn't. All right. Do you have any other headphones? Uh, my kids do. So that's what we need because the mic on the laptop's great. And, yeah. And so, um, let me see if my daughter can grab some real quick. Cool. Take your time. You know what, though? I think they have a wire. I don't know if she has wireless. Yeah. Wired. No, wired. I do have. Denise, wired. Is that better? Wired's probably better. Yeah. Hang on. And seriously, take your time. There's no rush. Do you have headphones? Can you grab them real quick, please? Sorry, Scott. I thought this was going to be my best setup. So first of all, don't be sorry because we're going to start over. Okay, good. (laughs) But I'm putting all of this at the end of the episode so people can listen to it. I've been been thinking about doing this for a while now. You're such a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to curse, but I'll be nice. You can curse. I'll just bleep it out later. Um, Okay. Asshole. All right, so I have these wired headphones now. Okay, so so I think you have to turn off the beats. Yeah. Just literally power them off. Okay.
Okay. How about now? Well, I'm always going to be able to hear you because you're using the mic on the laptop. But can you hear me in the headphones? I can, but it's slow. How about, can you talk again? Hello, testing. Hello. Hello. That's better. Hello, Clarice. Is my voice better now or am I still Darth Vader? No, you're good because you're, that, you're not using those horrible uh, Beats headphones anymore. Dude, they're like freaking expensive. How are they horrible? Because <laughs> they're get Bluetooth. It. Bluetooth sucks. That's why. Oh yeah. Well, that makes me want to like write them a nasty gram. Well, now you're now you're all staticky though. What are you doing? Well, I was moving for a second. Hang on. Okay. Let me just get in position. All right. Can you hear me? I can. So, if the laptop is on the desk in front of you or something like that, I imagine. It is. I'm actually sitting in my bed with a laptop on top of a pillow. Is that a bad situation? Should I put it on the dresser? I'm just. I'm just wondering. I can't wait for people to hear all this. I'm just wondering if um, you couldn't bring the laptop microphone closer to your face. Where is the microphone? <laughs> I mean, it's on the laptop. Just bring the laptop closer, Denise. Have you really ever used challenging me before? here? Scott. Is this better? <laughs> How about now? I'm. It's pretty good. Just keep your face in one orientation. You know what I mean? Like, don't like okay. start looking into other corners of the room while you're talking and stuff like that. Just, okay. All right. Because I will mic, be frozen in place. Because the mic is in a in a central location. Okay. So okay. now I have the um, last thing I have to figure out is the the staticky thing. I'm not sure what that is. Which still did, an issue? It did. It is. You want me to relocate to a different part of the house? I mean, are you moving around right now? No. No. Mm. Interesting. Unplug the headphones for a second. Can you hear me through the laptop? Hello. How about now? Can you hear me through the laptop? Mm. I can hear you through my headphones. Wait. I unplugged you and then I couldn't hear you at all. Okay, so you're, I'm in your headphones now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something, there's a lot of noise. I don't know what it is. You're not moving or scraping or moving blankets or something like no. that? Nope. Okay. Um, and the blue are the Bluetooth headphones definitely off. Wi-Fi. Yep. Okay. What was that? What were you just doing just now? I was just moving. Okay. But I'm not moving right now. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like just now, like you're not moving at all. Like you're not rustling something. And well, I was laughing, so naturally, I laugh. mean, the computer. <laughs> wait. So wait. So the computer is moving when you're laughing. Well, it's on my chest. Yeah, we don't want to be in that stomach. situation. That's probably right. well, what let me the just, problem. Let me put it on the dresser, <laughs> and we'll see if that rectifies <laughs> the problem. I'm going to be in like a padded room by the time we're done here. And Denise, I, I you know to, what? I'll put it on the floor. I don't want to give you then, any pressure here, but this better be a good interview. <laughs> holy shit, right? <laughs> okay. How is this? I mean, you're going to have to like speak a sentence. Uh, how about the Hello? rain in Spain falls Hello? mainly on the planes? <laughs> no. How's this? That's better. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, now it's... All right. You're... Are you farther from the laptop now than you used to be? No, I am like right up on top of it in the most uncomfortable position known to man. Back up a little bit because it's not loud. Okay. How about now? Hey, there. Don't move. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Now, so okay. Now, now we have you. <laughs> Denise, and what are we, like 20 minutes later? If I took the last 27 recordings I've done 
and added up all the difficulties someone's had getting set up. <laughs> they don't they don't best you right now. <laughs> Good. It makes me feel better. All right, we're going to get you a uh, we're going to get you a I don't know. Uh, some sort of a website where people can send you headphones. Um, <laughs> all right, so you hear me through your ears in like in your I headphones. I can hear you through my ears. Excellent. Okay, so my headphones. All right. and I am in position and ready to go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> then Denise, let's <laughs> Hold on. A Shall we? Shall we freaking begin? <laughs> we absolutely should go ahead and introduce yourself again. <laughs> okay. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. If you're still here, you should check out the private Facebook group. Fantastic place for community. Right now, someone is saying something that you need to hear, or they're asking a question that you can answer. Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. Private group, absolutely free, 35,000 members. It's uh, really terrific. All right, that's long enough. I'm going to let you go. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon.